The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello, this is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Thank you, Joshua, for the three weeks break you provided me. I also love your message. I did not take a vacation, my dear brothers and sisters. What I did is I refocused training the court team of uh, Freedom First of Church, and I spent time in empowering the youth. After I got back from the mission trip to the Philippines, there are a lot of things going on in our country, and there are also lots of things going on in the world. I spend prayer, I spend prophesying to what is happening in Washington, D.C., in accordance to God's perfect will and the prophecies to the nations. And there are also lots of things going on in the world. I think I mentioned this to you before, but the last week that I was in the Philippines, more than ever, I saw that a training is a must, a much needed to teach lay ministers and even pastors and ministers how to minister to God's people, how to lay hands on the sick, and how to prophesy properly in accordance to God's will. In other words, we need more leaders to move in power to minister to God's people. The last Sunday service that I was there, I saw people waiting, and they were hoping that I'll minister to them, waiting patiently for hours. But I started my day at 6.30 that morning, ministered to many people, prayed, and we had to drive. It was a three hours drive to get to this Sunday service. And after I lay hands on those uh, people that are really sick, and I asked the group, actually the youth, to lay hands on others, I was so tired I had to stop, and we had to commute or to drive for another three hours to get back to our hotel, in which that morning, I'm going to start my day at 6.30 again. So we were in the Philippines for a month, and it has been very, very hectic. The first week was a whole-day conference Saturday to the pastors and leaders, and another training that following Monday. Then me and Joshua flew to another city in Manila, met Divina at the airport, and the following day, we traveled to another town for a whole-day ministers' conference, and on second day is a business training and a miracle crusade in the afternoon. Our schedule was so busy, so thank God we got a few days break to rest and then work again. The scripture is very clear. The Lord says that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. I saw that in that country and many other nations where God sent me. 
I was grateful for those that God healed through my laying on of hands. But I was brokenhearted to those that the Lord was not able to touch through me. And that is why I'm planning on going back there as soon as the training here is done. And as soon as I raised enough money to pay what we still owe from the last trip, which is about $2,600. And we start doing fundraising sales again. And it's actually going to start next Saturday. So come and be a part of it. We start at 9 o'clock at um, 8419 Callahan Road at the parking lot, and we will close at 5 p.m. So come. We'll be selling many uh, furnitures, knickknacks, and any other things. You'll find a lot. So come with your money and help us support the foreign missions that we will be conducting this year. So what I did for the past uh, three weeks is I devoted my time while I'm off the radio in praying for our country and prophesying and pulling down things. And um, on the second week, I spent time with the lay ministers, the core team at Freedom Fellowship Church, Friday night and a whole day Saturday. And uh, the following week is the youth. They had a supernatural encounter with God. So they are, uh, they are pumped right now. And once they follow the instructions given to them by the Holy Spirit, now they can disciple others. They can train other young people on how to have an encounter with God and His Holy Presence. Okay? Training and getting ready is very important in these last days, especially in this country. I am hoping and determined to impart that training to you for the next two or for the next several radio broadcasts. In the meantime, before that, let me pray for you. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for this opportunity to preach the good news of the gospel and to make disciples. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will give those that are listening right now understanding revelation, and instruction, and insight on what I am about to share with them. I thank you, Holy Father, for healing their physical bodies as they listen to this program, healing of relationships, and healing of minds as they hear and receive this message. I give you all the glory. I give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Receive your healing by faith, including those that listen to this broadcast via podcast at a later time from different parts of the world. God is an almighty God. It is an answer. This radio is an answer to your prayer, to what you have been wondering and hoping to learn. It is an illumination for some. So I want you to open your hearts and your mind, okay? In Psalm chapter 30, verse 2, it says, O Lord my God, I called to you for help, and you healed me. Psalm 103, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Talking about the Lord. And healing is one of the fruits in preaching the gospel. 
That is why we call some evangelist healing evangelist. It should be a part and a fruit of our lives as a born-again Christian, okay? But the most important thing for anybody to be made whole, nothing missing, nothing broken, is to receive the Word of God, follow or obey the instruction, and receive it by faith. In the first week of the training, many of the leaders, if not all of them, realized that they have built or established man-made traditions, know-how, and procedures without them knowing it. But the truth can set us all free. It is our decision, okay? So open your heart. Matthew chapter 15, verses 2 through 6. Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? This is the question of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law to Jesus. Okay? They don't wash their hands before they eat. Jesus replied, And why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? For God said, Honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses his father or mother must be put to death. But you say that if a man says to his father or mother, whatever help you might otherwise have received from me is a gift devoted to God. He is not to honor his father with it. Thus you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. Did you hear that? We nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. And one of the things that really suffer is other people's perception of the attributes or the character of our God. We all say that He is a holy God. We believe that. It is the truth that He is almighty, that He loves us, and He knows everything, and He will never leave us nor forsake us. He is a kind of God that before we ask Him, the answer is already on its way. And the traditions nullify the Word of God and we have given, even though sometimes in ignorance and because of our tradition and religiosity, we give a wrong narrative or a wrong impression on the character of our holy God. And we need, we need to be very, very conscious of that, on what we say, what we believe. First, we have to represent God first and who he is, Okay. Remember the prophecy released concerning the church, one of the prophecies, that the church is going to emerge as a glorious and influential church? You know, the spiritual hierarchy or the government of our God is totally opposite and different from what it is now because it contains a lot of man-made system, tradition, and doctrines. And the judgment starts in the house of God. And this is the first one that is going to fall. Anything that God did not establish here on earth are going to fall. They're going to be away. Okay? I will try my best, my very, very best, not to pile on you concerning this. But it is very important. And I want you to open your heart, okay? And other prophecies released for 2019 and beyond, they're all connected. And they will all lead us to that straight and narrow road. Those who have ears to hear 
and eyes to see. Those who will pursue God and not submit to the will of man, but to the will of God. So let me start with this. Once we're born again, this is for those of you that are not born again. Being born again, it means that you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and that you acknowledge that you need Him, and you got born again of the Holy Spirit. There are some or many of those who have been attending church services or Mass for Catholics who believe that the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. Many are not born again. Okay? There are a big difference. See, being a Christian is a lifestyle. It is not a religion affiliation. Okay? Those affiliations, they actually divide Christians. And God is going to unite them with this move concerning revelation knowledge and power of the Holy Spirit starting in 2019. Okay? In John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, one of the teachers of the law, a well-learned man. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he's born again. It means to say that in the natural as well as spiritual, but let us deal with the spiritual thing first, okay? Things of the Spirit are spiritually discerned, okay? And then Jesus repeated this again in John chapter 3, verse 5. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. It means to say, you have to be born again, okay? And he said, first he said, no one can see the kingdom of God, and then no one can enter the kingdom of God. Remember, Jesus has spent his ministry here on earth teaching about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is near. That was preached by John the Baptist. And then the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is within you. Okay? And then the apostle Paul and the disciples started saying, the kingdom of God is not a matter of drinking and eating, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And the kingdom of God is not mere words, but of power. Okay? And those are... As soon as you got born again, that's what happened to you. So if you have not been born again, before I continue, you, you, need, uh, you need to call me at 210-396-7891. Again, the number is 210-396-7891. Now, if you are born of the Spirit, once you got born again, immediately... God erase your past, your sins, your mistake, your failures, and everything else. He erase your past. Okay? All gone. So everything is made new. So once you got born again, when God looks at you, he sees Jesus. When God looks at you, he does not see anything wrong about you. 
He focuses on who you are in Christ Jesus, and he only focuses on your present and your destiny, your future, the new man. Okay. And since since we are still in a fallen world, we still, as a born again Christians, we still experience challenges, afflictions. We stumble along the way, but keep in mind. God the Father is focused on the new man, your identity in Christ Jesus, who you created you to become. Okay, He is focused on the new man in you. That's why Jesus never counsel anybody, and Jesus commanded us to preach the gospel to all nations and make disciples, not counseling sessions. Not programs. Jesus and his disciples are a new covenant kind of people. You read the book of Acts. The disciples stopped squabbling and competing against each other. They started working together, and they were in unity. They were in one accord, and they were led by the Holy Spirit. They were empowered by the Holy Spirit. And they focus in preaching the new way that is Jesus Christ, Him dying on the cross and raised from the dead, and the Holy Spirit empowered them. The Lord Jesus, in the last verse of Gospel of Mark, Mark chapter sixteen, verse twenty, it says, "Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere." And the Lord worked with them and confirmed His word by the signs that accompanied it. Signs and wonders will always accompany you if you focus on the new man and is being led by the Holy Spirit. And for us, in the front lines, leaders, we need to understand and remember and become who we are. In Second Corinthians chapter three verse six, this is for the ministers. It says, "He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life." And that is why the New Testament, the New Covenant, the Gospel, was preached. In the book of Acts, and they grew in number. Even the bad days that they have, angels will start appearing, and they get delivered from it. No one can kill them. They were able to to beat them, but nobody can kill them until they finish their their work. But somewhere along the line, preaching the gospel in power, from the book of Acts to the present. Got diluted with man-made doctrines and traditions. Christians develop a narrative depending on their religious affiliations and their doctrines. It got diluted with man-made doctrines and traditions. Christians develop a narrative to this day, and they pass it on from one generation to another generation of Christians. Until this day, all of a sudden, instead of life-giving message and Christians living 
in the newness of life in Christ, became a ministers or ministries of repair and maintenance, fixing things, renovation, instead of applying the ways of God in the kingdom of heaven. Christians started renovating the kingdom of the world, the Babylonian system. Some tried to spiritualize it. Now we have a mess. Are you getting this? And the body of Christ as a whole lost her power and influence and power or anointing, seeing that the presence of God only manifested or only manifest to a few selected people. This is not the will of God. God does not play favorites. Keep that in mind. And Jesus says in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be endued with power. And Jesus said, once the Holy Spirit will come upon you, wait for it. Then I will send you to the different parts of the world. What? To preach the kingdom of God. And he also promised that he will never leave us nor forsake us, that it was good for him to go away. He told his disciples, because Father God is sending the Holy Spirit in his name and will abide with us forever. The Holy Spirit will teach us things. He will remind us of things that Jesus told us, our prophecies, our visions, our dreams that are from him. He is also our counselor. He will be our what? He will give us advice. He will give us direction. He will guide us into all truth. And he will even tell us, of things to come. Now, that's prophecy. It is really the will of God that all men shall prophesy, or that all men are prophets, okay? All mankind, all Christians. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, Jesus says that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. And he turned around and gave that authority in his name to go to all nations to preach the gospel and make disciples and to bring heaven down. To take back what belongs to him and to the body of Christ. Let God be true. So those are the things that are needed. And I'm really running out of time I have been ministering and being sent all over the world. And as I obey God and listen and obey his instruction to the letter, signs and wonders are manifesting even to this day. The first mission trip in India in 1990, I experienced how to be used by God in a supernatural manner. I will share that encounter later on. But the main thing is we need to change our confession and profession every time we make excuses on why we are not moving in power, okay? Why are we not moving forward? And I will tackle that on the next program since I'm running out of time. And uh, thank you for tuning in. And I hope to see um, many of you on Saturday 
at 9 o'clock until 5 p.m. for the fundraising. Or if you cannot come, it will be an awesome thing. It will be a blessing and very encouraging for me to support this ministry with your monthly giving. You can go to our website, SOGMI.org. Again, it's SOGMI.org and click Donate. And also, if you are in San Antonio area, join us in our Sunday services. We are located at 8419 Callahan Road off I-810. Our morning service is at 1030 and evening service is at 7 p.m. And so also our Wednesday service. But if you cannot join us physically, we are live streaming at 11 o'clock in the morning. God bless you for tuning in. Until next time. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.